To the victors go the spoils. That's what's coming up next on this episode of Locked On USC. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, fight on, everyone. This is your host, Mark Culkin, and thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. Whether you like to watch on YouTube or wherever you like to download your podcast, we are free. And thank you so much again for uh, coming along, watching, enjoying the show, hopefully. Uh, If you haven't done it already, if you see that red subscribe button there on YouTube, hit it. It's really appreciated. And for those of you who already have, Thank you so much. And you can always follow me at my Twitter. You see it there, at Mark Culkin, M-A-R-C-K-U-L-K-I-N. All right, so this episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So last season wasn't a very memorable one for uh, USC and her fans. Everybody else who played USC and their fans enjoyed it. They, uh, they got to take out some of their uh, aggressions, some of their animosity, some of their bitterness from past defeats, uh, including UCLA. And, uh, you know, as USC was trying to just get through the end of that season, um, UCLA came into the Coliseum and they dropped 62 points all over the Coliseum floor, lit up the scoreboard, and DTR, the Bruins quarterback, uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, this guy was actually signing up autographs on clothing during the game after he was scoring touchdowns. Um, like they say, to the victor go the spoils. And uh, winner gets everything. And that includes the victory bell and bragging rights. And right now, UCLA has a whole bunch of that. They have all of that. Um, And they are reminding USC and their fans who who hear about it. uh, The players have to re- the USC players had to be reminded of it at practice, at least uh, that's how they let on. Um, But... Uh, I, as I was saying, the Bruins, you know, their players, they're already, uh, they're already bragging. And uh, that started moments, literally moments after they got their butts handed to them at home in an upset to the Arizona Wildcats. And that's going to be the same field, the Rose Bowl, uh, Saturday night that they plan to defend against USC, who, oh, by the way, uh, are opening as a two and a half point favorite over the Crosstown uh, UCLA Bruins on their home field, allegedly. As everyone knows, USC calls the Rose Bowl their home away from home. So um, shortly after Arizona Wildcats quarterback Jaden Delora had shredded the Bruins' defense for – this was Jaden's line as a quarterback, throwing the ball, 22 for 28, 315 yards and two touchdowns through the air. Um, after all that happened, 
UCLA safety, Mose Osling, had the audacity to say uh, when he was asked about it, about replicating next the 62 to 33 game from 2021. Quote, we know we're going to replicate it next week. So we're going to we're going to have a little bit of a fire underneath our butts. Go out there and just put it on display, end quote. So, you know, I'm thinking to myself, and I would be responding, if I was a player or if I had any uh, any emotional investment in this game, and because I don't, but if I did, I would say, you know, hey, Mo of the uh, UCLA Bruins Stooges, hey, Mo, it's not like uh, Caleb Williams is some slouch at quarterback. Uh, you know, some might say he might even be the number one draft pick in the 2024 NFL draft. So, um, you know, I would maybe hold back on that. We're going to replicate what we did last year type of stuff. Completely different situation, new players, different quarterback, different head coach. Um, and maybe that's what, maybe that's why DTR is uh, not so much, he's not spitting expletives like he was after the game, if you were reading lips. Uh, but he's definitely talking already. Uh, he said that he wants to break 60 points against USC, and it would be even better than it was last season at the Coliseum doing it at home at the Rose Bowl. So uh, following Tuesday's practice, uh, we reminded Kalen Bullock, who's from Pasadena, and who's played on the Rose Bowl uh, turf before. Um, we told him of those words following Tuesday's practice, and you could kind of sense Kalen got a little stiff in the neck. And because uh, I, at first of all, he said, Have you been, you know, paying attention to any of the uh, bulletin board material that the Bruin fans have been putting out there? And he's like, No, I haven't heard, haven't seen it. When we got specific and said, Well, this is what DTR said, Kalen's like, well, that ain't happening. I mean, he, he was a little offended. So um, I'll talk about that a little bit more uh, in the next segment because I got a little bit of a USC practice report from Tuesday. So we're going to go over that. Uh, Lincoln Riley took a subtle but a complimentary uh, shot at DTR when he said this. Uh, this was on Monday on the Trojans Live radio show. Um, Lincoln Riley, he kind of joked about uh, DTR being at UCLA forever. And Lincoln said that his former coaching staff actually had prepped and prepared for him back in 2018 when Kyler Murray was Oklahoma's quarterback, USC, excuse me, UCLA and Oklahoma played uh, back in 2018. So maybe that's why uh, DTR is popping off and acting a little cranky. You know, he's old. He's got that get off my lawn stuff going on right now. Uh, Lincoln also said that uh, uh, that he's really excited for his first crosstown showdown due to what's at stake. Uh, quote, when both teams are good and there are a lot of opportunities ahead for both teams, it makes it way better. Excuse me. End quote. Well, this is where uh, Coach and I kind of part ways. Uh, I talked about this on yesterday's episode. You know, look, this might be great for the fan base and for the players who are involved in the game. Uh, but in the big picture and, you know, in the macro, uh, I'm always of the opinion that a down Bruin is a better Bruin. And I discussed, you know, like I said, I discussed the reasons why on the episode yesterday. You can go back and check it out. Mostly, 
because it affects recruiting. You know, USC does just fine recruiting, but they don't need UCLA to kind of be right there with USC, giving uh, players a, another place to play locally um, if they feel like maybe USC's roster is a little bit too deep. And maybe you don't want that type of player on your team. Nevertheless, let's remove any depth. Let's take that doubt away from them and force them into USC, right? Um, so, but and again, th- just by hearing that these, you know, Mo Osling and DTR and and how they're, you know, kind of kind of feeling a little froggy, like they're ready to jump into this. Um, that's reason enough. Uh, for Bru, you know, just just hearing the Bruin players popping off and feeling good about themselves, um, I don't need to hear that. And I get it, you know it it feels good after the win for USC, you know, to kind of shove that stuff back down in their throats. Um, but still, I'm just not a fan of it. I would uh, I would actually prefer um, USC owning UCLA every year and then doing the talking because they can back it up. Again, um, I remember eight in a row. I don't want UCLA even sniffing eight in a row. And if they win again this year, they're kind of getting that sniff. Let's, uh, let's cut off that nose real fast. So, um, you know, I had mentioned that uh, I was at practice Tuesday, so we're gonna, I'll get you guys linked in on that here in a moment. But first, these days... Uh, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. So you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs help you find the right pr- people for your team faster and for free. <clears throat> so when you get over there, uh, you're going to you know post your job. And then you're also going to put up the uh, purple Hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. They have simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the quality the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. For free, terms and conditions do apply. Okay. So I was at practice on Tuesday uh, with they let us inside the cone of silence for uh, about 15, 20 minutes. And one of the first things that uh, we see, and I've mentioned this before, so this might sound a little repetitive, but for those of you who have never uh, had an opportunity to read any of my notes and observations practice report, you can go check that out over there on wrsc.com. Got a cool uh, $10 sale, annual sale, that will get you all the way through August 31st, 2023. So all the way through the end of fall camp next year. Go check it out. But, however, uh, here are some, uh, here are a few notes and observations from Tuesday's practice. Go check out the rest, as I mentioned over there at wearesc.com. Jordan Addison, he wasn't 100% versus Colorado, 
Uh, Lincoln mentioned that. Jordan kind of confirmed that after practice. Uh, but he did, you know, he still played around 20 to 25 snaps or so uh, against Colorado. He was only targeted twice. Uh, however, Riley did say that he anticipates Jordan being 100% ready uh, on Saturday when they take on UCLA. I saw Jordan. Um, he looks like he's back to the old Jordan Anderson. He might not be 100%, but he's going to be as close as can be this late into the season, um, which is actually very fortunate because uh, he kind of confirmed what I said initially after the injury, and I know uh, some of you uh, took offense to it and uh, went running back to the message boards not necessarily wersc.com, and uh, we're complaining that I was saying that Jordan Addison is never going to play again and kind of left out a certain word that put some context. It's very possible that Jordan wasn't going to play because the injury looked really bad. And Jordan today, after practice, said the same thing. Uh, you know, initially after that injury, it looked bad, but he gave a lot of credit to the trainers and to the USC doctors for getting him back uh, as quickly as they have. Um, so during the punch drill, he and Michael Jackson III, Mike Jack, MJ3, they are your punt returners. Um, they basically alternate punt receptions between the jugs machine and then they'll receive a live kick off of uh, off the leg of one of the punters. And when they're taking the kick off off the live leg, uh, Coach Luke Heward will roll this giant silver, I don't know, looks like a giant dodgeball, I guess, uh, oversized uh, Pilates ball is really what it is. And he rolls it at you and you have to avoid it uh, so you don't get, it's almost like a defender diving at your legs. And from less than three feet away, I'm not sure how Jordan did this, but he jumped, did a split, and... Uh, he avoided the ball, and, and Luke had some uh, velocity on this one. He, he was really putting Jordan under the rigors, testing him out. So, uh, again, Jordan looks great. Mike Jack looks great. Um, and uh, to the very to the left of the punt returners are the kick return group with uh, Coach Kyle McDonald, and he was working with uh, the tandem of. Rayleigh Brown and Taj Washington. At one moment, at one at one time during the uh, during the rotation, um, Coach McDonald pulled uh, Taj aside and kind of took out. We call it the 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 Denny's menu. You've been around the program long enough; you know what I'm talking about. Um, the play sheet. And he was uh, going over some uh, some notes with Taj, and I'm going to assume it was you know about setting up a type of return, blocking maybe, who knows, whatever. Uh, a lot of coaching going on. So I know the special teams is always, you know, it's always under the microscope, but it's not for a lack of coaching. We see this all the time. So sometimes it's just, it's all the players not executing. Um, you, the coaches do their jobs during the week. On Saturdays, it's up to the players to to do the job. Um, and then we could always, you know, look back after the season and say, hey, you know, do we need to uh, address certain coaching issues? 
you don't do that right now, especially when you're nine and one and you, <laughs> and you got all this going on in front of you from conference championship game, UCLA, potential playoffs. Uh, coaching staff is doing just fine. Um, speaking of coaching staff, um, Taylor Mays, everybody who don't who doesn't remember Taylor Mays played safety for USC. Uh, he's on the staff as a his role is called student assistant. He's kind of a liaison. Uh, I like to refer to him refer to him as the uh, student assassin because he played like that uh, when he played the game. Um, yeah, if you came across the middle when Taylor Mays was playing, you took your life into your own hands. So today, some of the players were. Uh, a little slow getting out of the practice field, and Taylor came out to remind everybody that they're late. And when he saw guys still walking and not pick up the pace, he used his angry voice and said, "You're late." And all of a sudden, everybody wasn't walking anymore. So Taylor got the job done. Uh, it was also very obvious, uh, at least to me, that uh, this week everybody's taking this. Everybody's taking this week a little bit more serious. They everybody had their their rivalry faces on, so to speak. Typically, when the players are coming up, uh, they're a little chirpy. You know, have some comments for uh, for the few of us in the media who are out there looking for stuff like this to to tell you about today. Not a whole lot. Very silent. Um, you know, I don't know if I mentioned this yesterday, so I'll just drop this in here now. Uh, Defensive line coach Sean Nua, he's up for the, he's a semifinalist for the Frank Broyles Award, which goes to the top assistant coach. Uh, obviously, I'm a little biased here. I think he might win it, should win it. One of his guys, Tuli Tuia Pelotu, uh, he only leads the country with sacks, 11 and a half. It's a nice little uh, notch under Coach Nua's belt, right? Oh, and by the way, Thule was named defensive, uh, the Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Week for like the fifth time this year, I think, whatever. Um, appreciate him this year, Trojan fans, because he ain't going to be around after this season. He's heading to the NFL, and he's going to be a high draft pick. So appreciate everything you see. Uh, speaking of the defensive line, watching those guys practice today. Um, so they were getting some... Uh, some uh, some sled work in three man sled, and it's it's like a three you get three pushes on the sled, three lunges, three aggressive you know knock the crap out of the sled type of stuff, and then on that third one when they finish, it's almost like they're turning over a jeep. They flip it over. <laughs> I mean they in unison. It's a it's a big one two three grunt, shove, owning the offensive lineman in front of you turning that bad boy over and then they turn around, flip it back over onto its uh, sliders, I guess the sled. And uh, so the next group can uh, wash, rinse and repeat the same routine. I hadn't seen that before. I've seen them work on the sled, but I hadn't seen them finish with the, uh, the old let's turn the car over uh, flourish at the end. So that was kind of cool. Uh, also linebackers. Still doing uh, some live tackling on live human beings this late in the season. You know, Tuesdays they go full pads, and they're still doing it, even as, you know, dinged up as they've been. Uh, it's been working so far. Why not stop? They're not going to stop this late in the season. They're just going to keep plowing through it. Uh, and on that note, 
this I guess this is an injury report I could talk about with Rip without giving anything away. Um, nobody except the quarterbacks and one regular rotational player, only those guys were wearing yellow jerseys today. So in other words, if you could walk, talk, and block, uh, everybody's out there practicing. It, there's it, it's the final two, se- two final two games of the regular season. No reason to hold anything back. So uh, I point that out. That look, typically, you know, if you're wearing a yellow jersey, that means no contact. Stay away from them. But uh, these guys have to do some. Uh, they, they need as much uh, recovery time as, as possible between games. Well, like I said, the only guys who wear the yellow jersey regularly throughout the season are the quarterbacks. They're always off limits. Uh, so today, those are the only guys wearing it, plus one. And uh, I'm not going to tell you who. Nevertheless, um, everybody out there knows who you want back playing. Lincoln Riley was asked about Eric Gentry. He thinks he's going to play. I think he's going to play. He's still not 100%. Uh, there's, he can still do some stuff, but there's certain things uh, that is it's going to continue to be day, to, day by day. I would say he's probably around 80 85%. That's just my unprofessional opinion. Uh, again, it's rivalry week, so one of the first things you'll notice when you're walking around campus is all the... Uh, Trojan symbols and icons wrapped up tightly, duct tape. So uh, in case any UCLA Bruin fans decide they want to come over and try and um, desecrate those things like Tommy Trojan or the Trojan horse in the, in the fountain or the Trojan sword, John, the John McKay statue, those things are wrapped up tight in duct tape. And in the evenings, the Trojan knights are guarding those things. Um, so... Uh, everybody is playing defense at USC this year, or this time of year, I should say. And uh, hopefully the defense shows up Saturday at the Rose Bowl. Uh, what else do we see on at practice? Oh, uh, Jude Wolf spotted him getting some work in. He's wearing shells, helmet, running routes with the uh, quarterbacks, wide receivers, tight ends. Lincoln Riley said, you know, after his injury, they were hoping to get him back late. I don't know if he'll be available for this game. Notre Dame would probably be the game. Again, uh, I, I'm, I'm rooting for Judah. Jude's one of my favorite guys on the team. Cool, cool dude. Um, something to note. So when I was watching uh, the defense going up against the scout offense, USC doesn't have anybody on their roster who can replicate uh, UCLA, UCLA Bruins running back Zach Charbonnet, his size or skill set. So something to take into consideration um, when they're trying to uh, tackle that beast because uh, he's going to play on Sundays. I don't know if he'll be a first-round draft pick, but he's going to play on Sundays. He is a big, strong, very good running back and uh, would love to have him at USC, but played at Michigan and decided he preferred to play at UCLA instead. So, hey, you made the choice. Now you got to live with it. And hopefully you're going to live with a loss. Anyways, good luck to you, Zach. Um, however, during that uh, defensive scout team work, 
I swear. Um, Latrell McCutcheon must have gotten his hands on the UCLA playbook because he was intercepting everything. Within a, like a five-play period, he had like three picks, and one of them was a crazy over-his-shoulder, one-handed, twisting-turning Odell Beckham Jr. and uh, Jefferson, the guy from the Vikings, they would have stopped and given a golf clap after one of after Latrell's uh, interception. He had three that I saw. Uh, Tua C.V. Nomura had a nice interception. Max Williams had a nice uh, PBR, or excuse me, pass breakup over the middle. So, um, hey, that, those were good signs. Again, it's scout team, but I love watching those guys getting the job done. So we'll see if that translates over to Saturday at the Rose Bowl. Uh, hopefully we can bet on it. Again, USC opened up as a two and a half point favorite. And if you want to go check out those lines and the odds, head on over to Bet Online. There we go. Because betonline.net is your number one source for your betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds, trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football, basketball, soccer, and esports. They've got it all at betonline.net. I'm wondering if they have the World Tag Championships. I was watching ESPN late. They were having a World Championship for tag. Whatever. Uh, if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. Uh, they're always carrying the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. So USC moved up to number seven in the latest college football uh, playoff poll that came out Tuesday afternoon late. And of course, the SEC bias is strong as can be. Let me go over the top 10 for you. Georgia, number one, Ohio State, two, Michigan, number three, TCU, four, Tennessee, number five, LSU, number six. As I mentioned, USC number seven, Alabama number eight, Clemson nine, Utah 10. So uh, we know LSU and Georgia are playing each other in the SEC Conference Championship game. Uh, heaven forbid LSU finds a way to knock off Georgia. It's really going to screw things up here because Georgia's not dropping out. Uh, we know Ohio State and Michigan are going to probably be playing each other here. In fact, they are. Um, one of those two teams is going to get dropped out. You got TCU, you got Tennessee. I'm not worried about Alabama or Clemson. Uh, here's let me let me lay it out this way for you. The Pac-12 was actually well represented in the top 25 in the CFP. Uh, USC seven, Utah ten, Oregon twelve, UCLA sixteen, Washington seventeen. I might have flipped those two, but that's just me being a Bruin hater talking. And Oregon State was number 23. That's the Pac-12. I want to slide Notre Dame in there at number 18. Why am I sliding, sliding Notre Dame in there? Well, look, a lot of people don't know if USC is going to be able to beat UCLA and Notre Dame as well as the Pac-12 Conference Championship, whether that's Utah, Oregon. Um, if USC 
wins those games, um, they're going to finish 12-1. and one, And that means they will have finished the season beating four top 25 teams. Oregon State, Notre Dame, UCLA, and the winner uh, between Oregon and Utah, who plays this weekend. Oh, and by the way, USC's only loss was to Utah by one point on the road at Utah. Very controversial fashion as well. So the reason why uh, I'm bringing all that up is that whole Tennessee sitting there at number five, TCU at four. TCU wins out. They belong in. You're undefeated through a major conference. You belong in. I've gone over the the whole Ohio State-Michigan. One of those teams is going to get knocked out more than likely. Tennessee does not belong in there. Uh, should you know those teams ahead of them fall um, ahead of number one because they're not playing in their conference championship, they're not going to be able to win their conference champion championship, and you cannot leave out a USC twelve and one with that type of resume. Period. End of story. So I know people don't. A lot of USC fans don't believe USC should even be talking about the playoffs. They're probably a year ahead of schedule because if they get that number four spot in the playoffs, everybody assumes Georgia holds on to that number one spot. Do you want to end the season with a major woodshed beating from Georgia? You know what? Anyone, anytime, any place is the motto for USC football. Always has been, always will be. So that's how I feel about it. Always go and win the championship. With that said, Locked on USC will be back for another episode five times a week. And when you're not making Locked on USC your first listen, make sure to check out Locked on Sports today. You can follow it here on this app or YouTube or wherever you like to download your podcast. They're free also. And then... When you're done with all that, head on over to WeRSC.com. I'll be back with another episode of Locked on USC tomorrow. Make it your first listen. So until then, this is Rivalry Week 1, halfway through. USC Trojans versus the UCLA Bruins. Until our next episode, guys, you know what to do.